clap our hands again and have our see the glory of God. Amen. God is good and all the time. Hallelujah. We bless God today is going to be the, the last Thursday in the month of July and uh, it's going to be the last service of course in the month of July. Amen. I believe that we've all enjoyed the grace and the mercy of God. Hallelujah. And we thank God for his mercy and his grace. Hallelujah. And it's my prayer for you that in the month of August, it will be a month of harvest for you. In the name of the Lord Jesus, it will be a month of the harvest of God for you. Supernatural harvest. And a loud amen could help that one there. Hallelujah. And so, this evening, I'm um, being the last service in the month of July, and the month of July has been the month of us receiving the breaking the dam for wealth release. It would be more like a recap in a way. Um, situated on Genesis chapter number 12, looking at the life of Abraham, we're going to recap on a couple of things. Hallelujah. Now, Paul will always say that for him to repeat the same things to you is, is not grievous, not tedious. It's for your help. Amen. Whatever you have heard that you've not come to a place of automatically living, it simply means that what you have heard has not captured you yet. What has captured you is what you involuntarily begin to do. And so there's a place where we must come to 
where the revelation of God's word has captured us. And that has captured us, in fact, you don't even, may I say, you don't even decide to do, you do. Because it's become of you. It's taking hold of you. And so, to come to that point, it requires that we keep reminding and repeating ourselves. Remember what Joshua 1.8 said, one of the very powerful verses in the Bible. It says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. Can we read it there? I want you to look at it critically. Look at it a bit more in details. Joshua 1 and verse number 8. Let's go there and see what is there again. Thank you, Father. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall in it. It is a you shall meditate of it, but you shall meditate in it. It means that you must dwell inside it. You must live in it. Hallelujah. You must meditate in it. Let's continue. In it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Now it says that meditate in it day and night. The Bible says that uh, weeping may endure for a night but joy comes in the morning. The, the day represents release. The day represents release. The day represents expression. The day represents manifestation. The night might signify times when things doesn't seem to awaken. Um, looks at a time that you don't see what is happening. So when things are not happening, meditate. When they are happening, still meditate. Sustenance after release is still meditating on the law. So there's never a day that you, ex you, you, you excuse yourself from that which brings you to the place of plenty. Are you with me? So night and day, when you are in manifestation or when you are in investment, you still meditate because you must keep the sustaining grace. For you will make your way prosperous. People of God, repetition or keep, we keep going back to it over and over again is so that we might come to a point that that what God is teaching us has captured us and we are living in it. When we are living in it, in the realm of the unseen, then what we are living in will be seen on the outside. Whatever that you are not a testimony of, it simply means that that thing you have not come into oneness with it. Whatever revelation that you are just uh, you are just preaching it but not living it, it simply means that it has still not come to a place where you are being captured inside. And that place of being captured by the revelation will demand that revelation must be repeated over and over and over again. Why? Because you have to understand that a surgery is going on in our minds. We have been so long in Egypt. Now we've left Egypt. We're, we're, we are heading, coming to a place of manifestation. But one major hindrance, and not demons, but what has preoccupied our minds before now. So the Spirit of God on, the, on a daily basis is conducting a surgery on our thinking. Conducting a surgery on our attitude. Conducting a surgery on, on, on what is happening inside of us. So that our minds can agree with the reality of the liberty that we have come into in Christ Jesus. So you don't leave a revelation because you encountered it. You must come to a place where that revelation you encountered has possessed you. It has captured you before you leave it. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, you don't, you don't claim that you are done. You're not never done. You're only done when you are done. Hmm? So we have to keep repeating it. Keep repeating it. If giving is still difficult for you and I because we've not been set free yet. He said, he said if, if, if you continue in my word, then are ye my disciples and then you shall know the truth and the truth set you free. So if there's still restriction, there's, there's hesitation, in, in, in meeting up to a certain divine command, it simply means that the truth has not come to a place of release yet in you. Hallelujah. And therefore, there's a need to keep being there, keep being there, keep being there until you come to a place of mastery. Nobody becomes a master because he saw something. Become a master when you have command of it. I pray we'll come to that place of a command for it. Until you and I come to a place whereby out of our poverty, 
we can still give out. We've not started. Are you getting my point? Oh, somebody is saying that God forbid I will not be poor. <clears throat> what I mean is this. <laughs> when you have to make a choice between your stomach and somebody's stomach. Yeah. Grace. When you talk about grace, grace is an ability to do what is inhuman. In other words, an ability to do something that man naturally cannot do. Only God can do that. And that is why in 2 Corinthians chapter 8 verse verse 1 that we read, it says that, he said, let me tell you about the grace of God that was poured upon the churches in Macedonia. That out of their poverty, they still gave. It's a grace. It's not grace if you have abundance and you can give out of the abundance. It's not grace yet. Every man, every man can do it. I mean, the, the rich in the society are giving to the poor. I mean, they do it. But you come to a point where out of not your abundance but out of your insufficiency you want to make somebody sufficient people of god is a grace and i pray that in the month of august we'll walk in the abundance of that dimension in the name of the lord jesus now let's read this this scripture and then we'll begin to do a recap i pray that this recap is going to bless you more 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 amen hallelujah genesis chapter number one and the verse number one going thank you jesus Genesis chapter, did I say number one? Chapter one? Did I say 12 or one? I said one. I had 12 in my head. It is 12. I said 12 earlier. Uh -huh. I said 12 earlier. Yeah. 12 earlier. I remember I mentioned Abraham. So if I've said one, I think we should go back to it. Now the Lord has said to Abraham, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to the land that I will show you. Let us pick something from here. Go back, sir. We are talking about release. Now, one thing you have to understand is that um, anytime God wants to begin something, he will pick a man. A man. A man. Can I announce to you that you are that one man God is picking from your family? You are that one man God is picking from your generation? You are that one man God is picking from your church? From your country? From your family? Say with me, I'm that one man. Please, this man stands for both women and female. Okay. It's not, it's not gender bias. Hallelujah. So God will always pick that one man. God will always pick a seed to make a forest out of it. Genesis chapter number one, God created Adam. And then chapter two, God created Adam. Out of Adam brought forth Eve. And then Adam with Eve, others came forth. Um, God will create a tree, a mango tree. He created one mango tree. It has a fruit, has a seed in it. And then from that one, it's produced after its kind. Every time God wants to do something new with a generation, God will pick a seed and implant in that seed the capacity to generate that generation. Hallelujah. So for me, when I hear the word generation, I, I hear generator. <laughs> there is, there's, a whole, there's a whole mechanism going on the inside. The person does not look at it, but there's something going on the inside. And that's what Paul saw by revelation and told us that uh, he said something that uh, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think according to the power that is at work in you. God has placed something on the inside of you and that is what is the reason that you are going to become what eyes have not seen and ears have not heard. It has any heart conceived what God has prayed for them that love him. Amen. The God places a whole mechanism on the inside of you. It's beyond human imagination. And it's working. You don't, on the outside, you look little. On the outside, you look like nothing is about to happen. But in the realms of the spirit, God is excited and jumping even in your calamity. Why? Because God sees the end from the beginning. And because of what he has placed on the inside of you, you could fall today, rise tomorrow. You could see things not good which going. But there's something working on the inside of you that is for generations. You are a seed. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. You are a seed. Glory to God. So God brings Adam and out of Adam he brings all of us. And so we have one place. And also when Adam went against God and rebelled against God, God again brought a seed. Amen. Jesus Christ. Another seed in Galatians chapter number 3. God said to him that through thy seed. And Paul said not seed. Seed which is Christ. God will always pick a seed. And out of that seed make forth a great generation. Are you being blessed already? And so that's what you see God is doing here. God is about to begin something new in human history. And God picks one man, Abraham. And so God will always pick one man to start something unique. 
And when that one man comes forth, the man, what God has placed in the man pulls people. That makes the man a leader. So leadership is not lording over people, but leadership is leading the vision and the vision attracts people to follow you. I get the whole idea. So I'm talking to leaders right now. As I'm talking to leaders right now, I'm talking to leaders right now. Hallelujah to Jesus. And God will make you a leader even in the financial world. Shout amen to that one. Hallelujah to Jesus Christ. Yes, God picks one man. Now, what the African says that when God picks a man, he will take him out of his comfort zone. So God said to him, Get out of your country, from your family, from your father's house, to the land I will show you. And I was, I was listening this afternoon to a man of God whom I have come to love, and he was preaching Apostle Rome. And he says that anytime God wants you to journey in him, he will deprive you of anything that has gives you support. God will always take you out of anything that gives you support. Hallelujah. Come out of your country. And he was saying something that in other words, it's like you going to, you know, going to the, the to, to maybe, uh, I don't know which place, whether immigration center and telling them, delete my name from the books of Ghana. I'm not a Ghanaian. Uh, and then from there, you go to your father's house, go to your, your hometown, and, you know, and meet the whole family, said, um, please um, take me out of the family. And you go to your father and say, Father, disown me. That is how serious it is. And so anytime God wants to take you on a journey that has a transgenerational effect, God will make you do some transgenerational decisions that can be very, very terrible. Leave your country. Leave your family. People of God, perhaps you have known ways of the world when it comes to finances but in this month god has taught us how to be circumcised from the way the world does things to come to the place and be united with the way god does things it's only in doing the thing the way god does it that you become what god has designed hallelujah it it will demand a very forceful you know departure from the norm people of god your reproach remains as long as your approach is the same. Your reproach remains as long as your approach is the same. It is foolishness to keep doing the same thing that brings the same results and still be convinced to keep doing the same thing. It's foolishness. It's the highest form of stupidity. In fact, if somebody were to tell you a fool, just tell the person, thank you for airing it out. I've been feeling like a fool a long time. But thank you for telling me the truth of my life. You cannot be on the same path consistently and expect that your destination will change. If you want to change destination, you change the path. Praise the Lord. Where God is taking you to, it demands that your, your, your lifestyle must change. It must not resemble the country. It must not resemble the family. There must be a certain change away from what your father... If your father's testimony is not what you want to be in, then look at your father carefully. What did he do that was contrary to what God designed for him? Move from them. Follow what God is saying. Else, where your father end, you end there. You can pray from today to tomorrow against all the generational similarities that's how i put it tonight the generational cases all generational similarities you can pray from the fast from today to tomorrow but you know something your fasting and prayer ain't gonna change the results until you allow the fasting and prayer empower your decision and take a strong stand else you still pray and pray in tongues into that same testimony are you with me are you with me yeah Sometimes you are fasting and praying about something that actually your fasting and prayers empowering you to take a certain decision. A certain decision that is hard to take. They got to take it. In chapter number 11 of this same chapter, you know, of this same book, you read downwards, you could tell something that is as if that when God spoke to Abraham, Abraham perhaps discussed with his father. And if okay, let's let's go, let's go together, let's go together. And while they were going, they got to a certain land. I forgot the name of the land. They said, oh, so they got to that land. And I'm sure, I'm sure, perhaps the father said, I think here is, looks already like the place God wants us to be. Let us stay here. Sometimes when God wants to take you on a journey that will deliver your family, he doesn't need your family with you. Are you with me? <laughs> when God wants to take you 
out of a certain trend in your family. It doesn't need your family with you. Sometimes the things God will tell you, don't discuss your family. Discuss it with them. <laughs> out of love, you stay in it. Jesus said to Peter, we shall go to Jerusalem. Peter said, God forbid bad things. In fact, we, ah, sir, it will happen. Oh. And Jesus Christ said, that's the same man that in that same place, he had said, you know, Jesus had asked, who, who do men say I am? And who do you say I am? He said, you are the son of God. He had just finished giving a deep prayer. And Jesus Christ said, this thing you just said, now you just peeped into God's archives. What a mighty revelation. In that same time, Peter said something. Jesus said, devil, get thee behind me. Sometimes your greatest enemies aren't your enemies, but your loved ones. They love you too much to push you to where you have to go to. They love you too much. The Spirit of God is saying fast. Go on 120 day fast. You've been fasting. Your mother will come. Your father will come. They'll be begging you. Why do you, what else do you want in this life? Stop it. You will die out of love. If you are not married, your beloved will come be crying. I, did, I didn't beg for this. I beg to marry a living man, not a corpse. And they tell you all of these things. And out of care and love, you stop the fasting. You what have happened? You have, you, have, you have fastened the stronghold of the entire family once and for all by breaking that fasting. In the meantime, it looked like a good decision. But in eternity and in generations, they might turn and blame you because you are going to be the one to end it. Abraham, leave your country. Leave your country. Leave your family. Leave your father's house. And then take a land to go to where I'm going to show you. Now, let me show you something. In breaking out of the dam of, you know, to financial wealth, one thing that God demands of us is 100, in fact, 200% reliance on him. Supernatural abundance is not possible for the one who has one leg somewhere and one leg in God. He wants absolute dependency on him. So leave your country, leave your family, leave your father's house. People of God, you have to note something. We've said in the course of the month that you are designed for wealth, not poverty. Do you understand what I'm trying to say here? Huh? You are designed for wealth. The Bible says that Jesus Christ himself became poor, became poor. He became impoverished. He chose to be impoverished. Why? So that we through, we through his, his, that divine exchange, we too can come to a place of abundance where he is. Amen. So we are designed for that. We have come to learn that poverty is a product of the rebellion of Adam. But Jesus Christ has sorted that out. So potentially you and I lack no good thing. We lack no good thing. That is our reality in the realms of the unseen. That reality has become a reality in the seen. But it demands certain things from us. Even after knowing that you are rich. Hallelujah. God is saying that you must come to a place of absolute dependency on him. You and I must depend on God. Depend on God. For by strength shall no man prevail. Hallelujah. Yeah. Depend on God. That's what God is telling Abraham here. Dependency on God is not by mouth, it's by action. Absolute trust in God. Absolute trust in God. Remember that we also shared in the course of the band. I remember this one. I think I shared with you that God never said that through Apostle Paul. He never prayed that prayer and said that my God shall supply you money according to all his money in heaven. Say, my God shall supply all your need. You know all of you here, your need is not money. No, your need is not money. Is money your need? No. Money is not a need. Money is not a need. But money is the medium in this realm to have your needs met. But in God's economy, he is the one you need to have your needs met, not money. Are you with me? So, i rather go to God and say, Lord, I need this. This is what I need, not money. This is what I need. And I remember that well, the last time I, I was privileged to preach the word, I shared with you that God told Abraham long before that Moses was born that his descendants shall be in the land and that they shall be held in slavery and they shall be there for 400 years. And when the time is up for them to leave, he said that, they will not leave empty. 
God told Abraham long before Moses was born. Now when Moses was born and Moses was called by God in, in Exodus, God repeated that same thing again to him. Now we, when you read further on, I think somewhere in chapter 15 or thereabout, 13 or 15 or about, God fulfilled his promise. And God gave them favor before their tax masters. And whatever they asked, they were given. They left the land with gold. They left with, they left with goodies. Hallelujah. <laughs> but when you read the accounts of Psalms, it says that when you walked through Psalms and Deuteronomy, when you walked through the desert, you bought no cloth nor shoe. Then why do you give them the gold? So who told you gold is for buying shoes? They bought no clothes. They bought no shoes. They, they didn't buy a house. But the Bible says that he suffered no man to them wrong. Touched no man. No, that do my brother no harm. The Bible talks about the fact that God's presence was with them. And so what we can all infer from what happened was this. As, as, as they grew in size, whatever they had grew along. They didn't have to buy new ones. But because they were not conscious of the reason for the abundance God gave them, they looked for a purpose for it. They made an image of gold and they bowed to it. But the real purpose for God giving them favor for the gold to be given to them was for his tabernacle. And so when time was up, Moses said to them, let God said to them, he said, tell them they should bring they that have of gold, they that have of silver, that is why in church, we, when, we are, when we are taking seed for a project, we mention figures. Because there are those that have gold, those that have silver, those that have bronze. So when we stand there and say, we need people to come and bring a thousand cities. If you are in the class of gold and you give silver, you have sinned against God. Are you with me here? Because God is the one that knows what favor he gave to you. <laughs> and, and if you change the list, those of gold, gold. Those of silver, silver. Bronze. In fact, God made sure that everybody in the camp can be part of the building. Are you with me? So that's why sometimes in church, because some people have an issue. Hey, why we can't measure figures? This is in the Bible. God gave you favor in your endeavors. And some of you are in a gold level. Some of you are in silver level. Some of you are in bronze. Some of you are in white linen. Red linen, scarlet. Some of you are in wood. Amen. And so when the, when the Moses stands here and he says, can we have those that will bring of gold? And you have, it, God has given you gold. Let me tell you something. This is a very serious thing I'm telling you. You remember this for the rest of your life. Never you demote yourself when God has promoted you. In the name of humility. That is arrogance. So, so a priest stands here. Oh, we want to buy a land. For the work of God. So, um, we need 10 of you that can give us 10,000 cities. <laughs> they are looking to your phone. They scratch your head. And uh, the Lord God has enabled you to come to that dimension. Oh, we need 5,000. We need, we need, we need 1,000. We need 100 cities. Then you jump up. You jump up. You are, you are in gold. You jump up and bring white linen. What you're telling God, Lord, I don't know why you made me to have gold. Please take me from I don't deserve it. Bring me to white linen. Are you with me? Hallelujah. Praise God. Uh-huh. And for those of you that when we are raising funds, we're raising money in the house of God. Let me, for, the, for lack of a better expression, funds in the house of God. Then, when the man of God calls, you are too big to get up and come to the front. I don't want anybody to see me. It means the money found the wrong place to be. Christ should have died in heaven, not come to the earth, because he's humble. But Christ showed himself. The motive is what makes the thing good or bad. The instruction says, Come forward, so receive of you. Then you are sitting in your chair and you are there. The man of God should just. Uh, I mean, this is secret of God. Then you confuse yourself with Matthew chapter 5 and 6. That whatever you do with your right hand, your left hand. Am I left hand? Are we left hand? We're not left hand. We're not your left hand. 
So whatever your right hand, don't let your left hand also know. You should hide it. We are left hand. But the thing you see you. Then the angels are the left hand because they are seeing it. The angels are seeing it. Hallelujah. Oh, are you with me? So he said, My God shall supply all your needs. All your needs. A time is going to come and prophesy. A time is going to come in your life. <laughs> oh my God. Your money will be waiting for which mission work to sponsor. Because the house has been given. The car has been given. The, the school fees have been paid in advance. God has brought men, sons and daughters of kings to take care of your needs. And all you are doing is looking for where to do missions. What church building to build? What pastor to put on your payroll? Can I get a good amen to a prophetic word? Are you with me? There are many times I've been, to, you can have a seat briefly, please. There are many times that I've been in church. I remember on Father's Day, I can say this with you. I remember Father's Day, you know, I had a few sons and daughters come over to church, came to bless me, you know, with some seeds. Happy Father's Day. Before I went to my finish the money, blessing people in the church. Do you understand? Yeah. I'm creating wealth for my children. If I don't even walk in it, they must walk in it. You understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah, they must walk in it. And they must continue the culture. So by the time that my great-grandchildren will come, by the age of five, they have their own personal car. They are not driving, but they're driving them. You understand what I'm trying to say? Half generational, don't have now mentality. It's slaves that think now. Kings think ahead. Slaves think now. What shall I eat now? But kings think, what shall my generations eat after me? Blessed be Abraham. Do you hear that? Look through the, 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 look through, um, the chronicles and the kings. God always used David as reference point. You must think generational. And you see, generational blessings is not physical yet. It's spiritual first. Bible says a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And if he is on the first thing, that the man has bought lands. What about if there's an earthquake? If there's an earthquake, maybe by the time you are dead and gone, in their time, I don't think it happens in Ghana and the whole of Ghana is rumbled. Nobody has land again. What a good man leaves for the children is not an earthly thing. It's the blessing. There's a certain blessing, reference to his name, placed on his generation. So you know what happens? No matter where they go to, they own lands. What makes them own it? It's not physical. There's a reference point. Because of your father Abraham, Isaac, you are blessed. Because of your father Isaac, Jacob, you are blessed. Because of your father Jacob, Joseph, you are blessed. Benjamin, you are blessed. It's a reference point. <laughs> Do you know why? What did Jesus Christ leave for us? He left his name, not money. So when we stand, Father, in the name of Jesus, things follow us. He left his name, not earth. He left his name for us. With that name, we take over the earth. Are you with me? Hallelujah. Praise God. So I prophesy to you one more time. That the time is coming in your life. <laughs> oh, the money to be waiting for which missions to do. In the name of Jesus Christ. And even beyond that, I tell you, a time will come. The Lord will make your name a reference point of deliverance. In the name of Jesus Christ. People of God, when God met, uh, you tell people, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, it shall come to pass. In generations to come, they will say the God of Gildah. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? That is a blessing that Ghana City dollar pounds cannot handle. Are you with me? There's a reference. Oh, Dabaruke Namaha. Inomakashayada. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Paul said, My God shall supply people of God. This is the dimension of wealth we are seeking for. Inamaha Sunia. The dimension of wealth we are seeking for. Oh Jesus. Oh Jesus. Oh Jesus. We are meeting the needs of nations. 
we are meeting the needs of nations we are meeting the needs of nations we are meeting people of God I decree and declare the Lord deliver us from the God of money Kai, let me be powerful without that the Lord deliver us the Lord deliver us one of the greatest devils devils in our days is the is the God of money it controls our decisions controls our choices but no no we have been delivered from that dimension nothing earthly should be our Lord I with people of God we are beyond it Abraham leave your country leave your family leave your father's house go to the land I'll show you depend on me I have a reason why I'm causing you to have favor before your tax masters is so that those things you get is for my house for your words don't worry I'll provide the words ah, Christ made it worse in the book of Matthew chapter number 6 can we read it chapter 6 oh, sit down small chapter 6 of Matthew Matthew let's, let's take it from um, let's take from verse number let's say 28 Matthew 6 28 the psalmist say that since I was young, now I'm old, I have never seen, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his children beg for bread. Oh no, your children will not beg for bread. So you do worry about clothing. Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They need that toil, not spin. And yet I say to you that every even solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these people of god do you know solomon do you know solomon in his days gold was as dust solomon <laughs> the wisdom of solomon was seen in how he built in fact the wisdom of solomon oh, let me say this might be very hard but let me tell you something Anyone that walks amongst us will tell if we are operating the wisdom of God or not. Operation of wisdom is not in talk, it's in showing. The Bible says that the way the army were dressed, even the mates were dressed, showed the wisdom of Solomon. This is the reason why in church, your pastor will tell you, choir, wear a uniform. Ushers, wear a uniform. When people enter, how our seats are arranged will tell if we are walking away. Wisdom is not confession, it's showing. <laughs> let, me, let me hit hard and a bit on that place again. So anytime you refuse anything called order, you are, you are proving that wisdom is not preaching you. Can I add a little more? Now I'll add, I'll add a little more. I'll add a little more. You see, when when you go to a place like um, that's a place I've been to. So when you go to Canaan Land, as soon as you step through the gate, you can see wisdom. <laughs> How the grasses are cut, you can see see our grass. How the grasses are cut. How the buildings are built. How that there's dustbin everywhere, you don't see anywhere littered. You can see wisdom. No, you, you, before they pray for you, you can tell God is here. And sometimes we are so myopic in our thing that think that the presence of God is a smoke, is a feeling, goosebumps. You have no idea. The presence of God is in orderliness. Order. Things are orderly. When you go to heaven, nothing is late. Uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. One sign that that God doesn't have full control in a place is disorderliness. Mark my word. One sign that God doesn't have full control in a place, you will see that rankings are broken. No order, no protocol, no respect for leadership. Things are bizarre. Such a thing, you see it in Genesis 1 verse 2. God hates it. So God causes the spirit to move. And God will say, let there be. One thing that makes me know I'm not in tune with the Spirit of God is when I can't have a program through in a day. I know that no, I didn't pray well. I've not had time with the Lord. Because one proof, eh, one proof of the fullness of the Holy Ghost in you is not how pious you look. 
but you are even meat. You like to bath often. You like to dress well. You orderly. Mark what I say. Demons smell bad. When you come to a point where dirt does not affect you, check your spiritual life carefully. Something is wrong. <laughs> oh, we are breaking the. We are breaking the. We are breaking the. Are we not breaking the dam of four forward? When you come to a place and things are not placed well and you can't see, it's a problem. It's not home training. It's lack of spiritual training. You're not sensitive anymore. Are you with me? Wait, where we are all dreaming to go heaven, what does Revelation tell us? No, you read Revelation and see how heaven is. There's no need for cleaning day. There's no need for tankers. No. No, no. Spiritual maturity is in your ability to supervise yourself without supervision and do the right thing. That's spiritual maturity. Are you with me at all? Oh, where this message is passing there, Pastor, you have debated. I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I have watched and seen any man of God that walk with God and are walking with God. And it's just in your ministry. Wow, they dress Christ funny. But check them after a while. You see freshness and you realize that fashion becomes, they dress with certain, certain there's one man in my head, if I mention that you love, I don't mention, it's a great man in this nation. When he started, when I, when I saw, he wear check, check, suit. Check, check, shirt. Check, check tie. Then the tie, see that the tie is yellow, and then the shirt is like blue or something. And, and the, the things were expensive. But I've watched over time. Things have changed. The man was there, but see, the spirit of God, see, excellence is a product of order. Aye. Excellence is a product of order. <laughs> failing in an exam means that you, you are not orderly. That's why you are failing. Excellence means you were orderly. Orderly in what sense? You planned your day. You studied rightly. You did exactly what you were told to do. And you went beyond. They said it's an excellent. He had a, a, he had a four point. Excellent. Excellence is not an event. It's a life. You don't have a four point on, on the day of examination. No. You have an A as a life. Before you now manifest it on the day. As A. Oh, are you with me at all? Are you with me at all? Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. We are a generation of order. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Are you with me? So you see, even, you see, even Solomon in all his glory was the soul. Solomon, when he took of beauty in his days, oh, excellence. Ah, Queen Sheba had to carry gold and things to come and just witness the wisdom. Bible said when she came, he said, ah, no. What I am seeing, what they've told me, what they've told me is an understatement of what I'm seeing. It could be seen. Not told. It could be seen. Wisdom is not abstract. Wisdom is seen. It's practical. It's practical. But in all that beauty, Jesus Christ is saying that if you see how the lilies are dressed, not even Solomon was near it. He says, in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Continue, sir. Continue, sir. Now, if God so clothes, this is how detailed God is. God is so detailed. He's even, he's even clothing flowers. Which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven. Will he not much more clothe you? Oh, you of little faith. Continue, sir. Therefore, do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? He's not saying lack of planning. He's talking about dealing with anxiety. What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? Now look at look at look at something now. The next verse. It's so sad. But no, no, no. My brother, you jumped. Oh, 
Did he jump? He jumped. Ah, brother, why? Ah, wisdom. For after all these things, the Gentiles, they seek. For your heavenly father knows that you need all this. So what is one class of a Gentile? <laughs> when, when these things make you choose a man to marry. You're a Gentile. What does I say? When this is a, a man, I mean, he can take care of me, he can buy me clothes, get my wig and weave on. I heard weave on is the one they weave, and the wig is the one they put on by the gate. Now you live by the gate, so you just put on. One of my daughters told me, said that the, the weave on, when you fight, nobody can pull it, but the, the wig, they can pull it easily. Yeah. Yeah. Fake and quiet. Both straight in both bone kev. He can do my nails. You, you do nails like that. I saw one video of a lady who was eating for four with the nails. And I was, I was wondering how she's going about it. And I say, you go to an ATM and you want to put money and say, brother, can you help me? Uh, me, if I'm there, I won't help you. You'll be there. So you will let me do my If you find, find your way out. That's not make sense. Even when they are trying to dial a number. Why? Why struggle? Why do that? See, he can get my nails, can get my this way. You are a Gentile. I refuse to be a Gentile. But one other word they give Gentiles was dogs. That's what the Jews call Gentiles. Dogs. Let me not even go deeper. For your father, your heavenly father, he didn't say your heavenly God. Your heavenly father, the word father, Abba, father, Abba, Pata, means the progenitor, the sustainer, the nourisher, the giver, the clother, the provider, the sustainer. He said that for your heavenly sustainer, your heavenly source, your heavenly nourisher, your heavenly provider, knows that you need all these things. <laughs> so, so Jesus, what do we do? If you know, what do we do? Jesus, Jesus, tell us. Jesus, tell us. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. Is he saying laziness? No. Be anxious for nothing. Leave your father's house. Leave your family. Leave your country, family, father's house. Go to the land I will show you. 100% trust. Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added. The day you and I will come to that settled, arrived revelation of God as a father. That is the day everything we chase for will run after us. I told the testimony about Dr. Masmoro when you were saving to buy a plane. If somebody said, saving money to buy a plane, I didn't say car. You were saving money to buy a plane. <laughs> then God told him, if the day he discovered the kingdom, God told him something. He said, ah, no, 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 no. He said, the ambassador of a nation does not go to the market buying food. In fact, the ambassador of any nation, a good ambassador, good nation, uh, uh, their supplies are not from where they live, it's where they are coming from. So you are drinking a week. They are not drinking a week. They have another week from US. They bring it to him. So that in case you want to kill him, so they bring his supply rice from where he comes from not where he is so you are in this world but not of this world so our economy is not this economy our economy is from there but a rebellious ambassador has ceased to be an ambassador therefore we have to fend for himself so when God opened his eyes to that thing he took the money he has saved as at that time for the plane so does a seed then in less than a year or so 
Then a man of God calls him and blessed him with a fresh, brand new private jet. Are you getting the idea? There are levels. There are what? Lord, we will trust you. We will trust you. Whatever makes us not trust you, take it away, Lord. Help us trust you. We are breaking the down for financial wealth. And tonight God is telling us, I need 100% trust. 100% trust. Let me tell you something. Finally, trust in God does not begin by confession. <laughs> oh me, I trust God. Oh. <laughs> I trust God. <laughs> Don't use the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to think that trust begins with confession. No. It's a, it's a settled thing. It's a conviction. Confession of it might be out of necessity. I mean, the reason they talked, the reason they spoke was because the man was making noise. The man said, they should bow. I said, ah, Master, I think you're not getting us here. Okay, let's tell you something here. We will not bow. What can you do? So I'll burn you. <laughs> the thing is that we will not bow. And even if you will not our God who tries to not save us, we still not bow. They were not boasting. It was, a, it was a settled deal in their spirit, man. If you truly trust God, keep quiet about it. Be led to talk. Not talk to be led. Are you with me? Hallelujah. Like someone said, let the weak say I'm strong. Say, How are you? Say, I couldn't come to church today. What, what was happening? Say, Sir, I'm strong. Yeah, you're strong, so come. Say, Sir, I'm strong. I'm actually in the bed now. I'm strong. You are strong in the bed. What do you mean? So let the weak say I'm strong. So, so don't tell me you are weak. No, no, I'm not weak, sir. I'm strong. Then come to church. So why are you not in church, sir? Sir, my pocket is full. My pocket is full. Hey, so come in. Say, sir, you don't understand. My pocket is very full. Hey, so come. Take chatter kind and come. Say, sir, you don't understand, sir. I said, sir, by the grace of God, my pocket is full. Hallelujah. We are a generational people. God's dealings with us has a generational impact. Our offspring, years after years, even when we have gone, we celebrate God and we walk with God. I, I pray with you, my dear brothers and sisters, that our walk with God will benefit our seed. In the name of Jesus disobedience to the voice of God will not affect our seed but our walk with God will affect our seed in the name of Jesus the Lord bless you and the Lord increase you Amen